Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself begin our discussion on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. All right, we're rolling today. Yeah, so is yeah. this where we make our plea for our own private jet now? Is, yeah. this, is this where we do that? <laughs> you know, if, if Jesus uh, was around today, he would be flying around on a private jet preaching the gospel instead of right. riding on a donkey. Those are the words of Duplantis, Jesse Duplantis. Is that oh, his name? Yuck, I, yuck. I name names there because that is the sort of nonsense that imprisons souls. It's, mm-hmm. husk, it's just Huskerism, or I can't even say it now. Yeah. What, what, what am I trying to say? Did I say it right? How, being a husk, like hustling people? Yeah. yeah. Hustling, How, or being it? a charlatan. Huckster. Charlatan. Huckster. That's what it is. Huckster. Huckster. It's hucksterism. Yes. Man, yes. can't get my words out tonight. Yeah. Right. Maybe we should start so, over. So Hi, we, I'm Pastor yeah, Brian. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't be asking uh, for any donations for our own private no. jets. We or, maybe have the fame, but we don't have the, the, the money. We don't even have the fame. Uh, right. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good thing, too. That's right. It, that's the more famous a Christian gets. It seems like it's just an invitation for falling completely off the rails. Yeah, right. If you don't believe me, ask Rob Bell and Mark Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Well, even no, in, please even don't ask the, them. Yeah, not all. <laughs> like but they it, would take the time to talk to us. Yeah. And even some in the music industry too. It's uh, it's it it can really go to your head if you allow mm-hmm. it to, and that's you gotta stay rooted, rooted yep. and grounded in Christ, mm-hmm. man. Yep. Awesome. Well, we are talking about the fourth petition today. Talking yeah. about some bread, man. Yeah, fourth. <laughs> Our daily bread. Yeah, we're going to be spending two episodes talking about how to produce a pocket-sized devotional that takes scripture out of context. So is this a Hot Pocket <laughs> episode? <laughs> I was taking a cheap shot at our daily bread. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe we should start over. <laughs> Feeling a little bit surly today. Oh, yeah, right. Surly, I think we're just straight yeah, up loopy. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Fourth petition, yeah, the center right. of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, it's it's amazing how, if you, if you look at it like this with the, the fourth petition in the middle, how our life and salvation as prayer requests around the fourth petition are mm-hmm. insulating it. You know, you've got God's kingdom or his name, his, his kingdom mm-hmm. and his will. And then you've got forgiveness, mm-hmm. you've got temptation and you've yep. got deliverance from evil on the other side. And, and it, it really, if you structure it that way, your life in the here and now is the most protected and sheltered thing. It, it should be the furthest from our cares. And yet I think, you know, this is where we spend 90% of our time in anxiety and mm-hmm. worry on as Christians is yeah. this, this part where it's insulated and sheltered by God's identity on the one side and God's activity on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, that's it's a, good a wonderful to, picture. It's a good way to couch this and to think about this. Yeah. yeah Thank you. You know, we have, God's doing all this stuff without our help on the front end of the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. God is taking care of all of this for our benefit on the back end of the Lord's Prayer. Let's mm-hmm. not worry about where our next meal is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And that's not to trivialize poverty. It's not to trivialize sorrow or, or necessity or anything like that. But the, just the entirety of the Lord's Prayer is structured in a way so that we are 
automatically taking our cares and our concerns mm-hmm. to God. And then we are reminded what he already has done for us, what he's promised to continue to do for us uh, into eternity. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really great blessing that Jesus taught us to pray uh, in this structure, mm-hmm. in this environment. I mm-hmm. really love it. Awesome. Well, should we read the fourth petition? Yeah, this sure. time? go for All it. All right. The fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God gives daily bread, even without prayer, to all wicked people. But we pray in this petition that he would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Answer, everything that belongs to the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Amen. 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 I, I, it's quite the list. I defy you to come up with one single thing that's not covered by that list. Luther. <laughs> no uh, private jet in there. <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, there you hey, go. Transportation's in there, right? <laughs> yeah. Does this, oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'm teasing. Yeah. No, you know, it's, but it's, I mean. kind of got it all. I'm blown away at the, how Luther worded that. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Paul-esque. It's just long and thorough mm-hmm. and, you know, it's yeah. got, kind of got it all covered. Right. Uh, yep. and, and again, God gives daily bread even without our yeah. prayer. So first I was going to mention that yeah. too, because it. I love how each of these petitions, there's that sort of statement. Yeah. And well, that's great. It takes a burden off of us too. I, well, and it eliminates from the the popular American version of scripture that we can now finally cross out the verse that we think is in scripture, that God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that's the most quoted verse in the Bible, except it's not in the Bible. Like hesitations. <laughs> yeah, second hesitations, <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know... What's so interesting about how Luther does this is that, especially in these first four petitions, he seems to be eliminating our reason for prayer and using that as the very basis for why we pray. You know, <laughs> right. you know it's, you know, we need to keep God's name holy. Well, point number one, God's name is holy on its own. Okay, well, we need to, we need to make sure we're working for the kingdom. God's kingdom comes all on its own. Oh, we need to be, you know, right smack in the center of God's will. Mm-hmm. God's will is done without your help. Yeah. Well, I need at least need to ask for what I need. Well, God's going to provide for you whether you pray for it or not. Right? <laughs> you know, the, right. the fatalist here is like, well, why do we even pray? Right. And, yeah. But then it, it it opens it up for our comfort yeah. and for the purpose of giving thanks for what God is already doing without our help, without our motivation. We're not, you know, it's when I, I start reading the explanations to the small catechism, I immediately think of Elijah and the prophets of mm-hmm. Baal on Mount Carmel. Mm. And, and the whole concept of prayer in the pagan world is to incite your particular deity to action. Mm. Yeah, and That's right. why the, the, the prophets of Baal were, were cutting themselves, making the blood flow in, in, in hope of getting their concept of a deity in this frenzy so that he'll act hopefully on their behalf. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I think in America, we, we, you know, we think, you know, we're we're at least functionally acting like, you know, that's what 
we're doing. We're trying to back God into a corner to bless us, or we're trying to change his mind because somehow we think that God's not benevolent and wants to take care of us. No, that's none of it. We're praying for our comfort because God is doing all of this without our help, without our, our, our you know, without need of persuasion. Mm-hmm. And yet we have the language in scripture that God loves us so much that he is persuaded by our prayers, mm-hmm. that that he acts on our behalf because the church is praying. It's it's fabulous. I love it. And, mm. and it comes through very clearly here in the fourth petition. Yeah. And that really pulls us into praying and, and uh, approaching him. And we can have confidence as the scripture says, you know, come to him with confidence that uh, he's a, our, our good father. Yeah. And in doing that, it, you know, it, it eliminates this idea too that prayer is another, you know, it, prayer belongs to the law, mm-hmm. I, I guess is what I'm saying. And if prayer primarily belongs to the law, it's just something else we need to do. Mm-hmm. It becomes a burden. Yep. And, and How's your prayer life? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't think that's how we should be viewing prayer. Now, certainly we are commanded to pray. And so it is part of the law. But... We're not doing it for our credit. Is it a gospel imperative? Is that a good way to yeah, put it? You know, yeah, we, yeah, that's yeah, a whole, yeah, that's a whole. It, I think we're looking at it all wrong mm-hmm. in that way. Is is we need to reorient ourselves to the fact that God has not only commanded us to pray, but He's invited us to pray mm-hmm. because of how He has altered His relationship with us. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's the way we want to look at it because. You know, you, you go to Second Corinthians five that in Christ God yep. was reconciling the world to Himself. That God is the one who sought us. That God is the one who found us and raised us to life. That God is the one who redeemed us. And and, and the outcome of all this, first of all, is life and salvation and eternity and forgiveness. Yes, but it's a restored fellowship with God, so that we have access to Him. We have access to the Creator of the universe and. You know, I just heard on a on a different podcast someone talking about the book of Esther. And, you know, the the theme of Esther is that even the queen can't come into the king's presence without the invitation. And if the king doesn't extend the scepter, the right. royal scepter to Esther, she can be put to death and she's the queen. And, and here we have uh, all over scripture in, in Hebrews, let us approach the throne yeah. of grace with confidence because right. we have the invitation because the veil has been torn in two at the death of Christ, because we have access to the Holy of Holies that, that in Christ, God's presence in our lives is no longer a fearful thing. It's, it's, uh, it's one of comfort and of, uh, it's a place we pursue. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And one of the other Parts of this first, exp- you know, he says, what does this mean? Gives a paragraph explanation. He has a little phrase tucked away. He says, God gives daily bread to all wicked people. Yeah. And that's an interesting thought to, if when you stop and think about all how God is providing for the needs of, I suppose, everybody could fall under the wicked people. You know, we are wicked in our sin nature. Well, yeah, just think about it, that right now, Vladimir Putin has bread on his table because God provides for him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's a little bit uncomfortable. And and I think we as Lutherans need to do a better job with this. And it, maybe it's a response to Calvinism. Maybe it's just because it's not at the heart and soul of our theology like Calvinism is, but we really need to think more about God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to do a better job meditating on God's transcendence that the whole world, you know, to, to quote the song, he's got the whole world in his hands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, he's the, the sparrow finds a worm in the morning because of God's provision. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a magnificent thing to think about. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. What a God that uh, does this. Yeah. Brian, do you have anything to chip in here? So we keep going on here. No, I say just keep going. I just, you know, it's, um, it is overwhelming to think all of the things that we take for granted. I mm-hmm. think if you start to really consider, you know, all of the blessings and all of the things that God gives us on a daily and yearly and, and generational type basis, it's, it is amazing, you know, that the rain falls on the just and the unjust mm-hmm. and that we have a God who is so gracious. And I, what strikes me is how a lot of people really try to find an excuse to be mad at God. And, um, I, you know, I understand that a little bit, you know, like if there's a big, a big trauma or something like that. But it's like we negate all of the incredibly great things that we have mm-hmm. access to and that we get on a daily basis yeah. just for maybe an excuse to throw a bit of a pity party for ourselves. I don't know, well, you know. And, 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 and I'm not the, trying to minimize grief here. I don't want I don't want anyone to receive it that way. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes we are a little bit too entitled and a little bit too narcissistic mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah. Well, and especially in the world, God gets no credit for any of the good things that happen, but mm-hmm. he gets all of the blame for all of the evil things mm-hmm. that happen, right? And and you know, you said it well. We don't want to trivialize suffering. And if you, in your 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 frustration or your anger, cry out to God, that's an entirely appropriate emotional response. Yeah. The entire book of Psalms and Lamentations and and Habakkuk is there. And God and welcomes that. God welcomes. Mm-hmm. He can take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes, he, he he's such a God. Sure. And, and 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 we would note that when that happens in Scripture. You know, unless it's happening in unrepentance, when that happens in Scripture, what ends up happening is a confession of faith. Mm-hmm. You think of Psalm 13 is my go-to, and you know, my friend uh, Jeremy Erickson mm, wrote that yeah. song about yep. Psalm yep. 13 and all the suffering he went through at the mm-hmm. end of his life. But but you know, <laughs> hard to not think of that as an, ex- an inspired experience for Jeremy with all his health uh, to write a song about suffering, but how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? Yeah, how long right. will you hide your face from me? Yep. But but the outcome of that psalm in, in wrestling with God is I will call upon the Lord because he has been good to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and right. that's where all of this ends up. Yep. And, and even with, you know, we, we I think, also are tend, to, tend to super spiritualize matter to the point where we don't want to worry about daily bread. We don't want to worry about the here and now. But even that, we should be erupting in a confession of faith, mm-hmm. understanding right. that the meal, the Taco Bell I had <laughs> on the way here was a gift from God. Are you no sure matter, about that? Yeah. <laughs> is this a time of confession and repentance? Is this that what is, this is? No. I, I, you know, we'll be you know that this, uber relevant. Yeah. Veith talks about that in God at Work, about the place about of Taco fast Bell? food. Well, McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> I think it's McDonald's he talks about. He's yeah, like, the, the worker at McDonald's. And, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it might not be the healthiest, but for what I needed right mm-hmm. at that moment, it was quick and convenient and it did its mm-hmm. job. Yep. And that's all from the hand of God. And yep. and the person who met me at the window mm-hmm. was getting paid for their labors so that they can go too and God can provide for yep. the family through those wages. And right. the entire system is meshed together in that way. And again, God right. is sovereign. And there's an avalanche of good stuff that is described here when he opens up what is meant by daily bread. Yeah. And 
just that, you know, maybe when you're a kid, you think, well, I don't eat bread every day. Or well, I don't if you're Norwegian, a, you do. I don't have a slice of bread. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, a lot of cultures, bread is really a staple. Yeah, right. Meat, potatoes, and bread at yeah. every meal. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, any, yeah, anyway. You know. yeah. Sorry to steal your thunder there. <laughs> no problem. But so much more is meant by just a literal loaf of bread here. There's it, There's a whole lot that's going on here. And I don't think we've said it. We better say it soon. But this... This uh, petition is is probably the easiest one to talk about vocation with. Vocation, vocation. yes. <laughs> Very nice. We, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. we were ready for that. Oh, one. we yeah, had a three-way. I can see the setup yeah. here. Yeah, it was coming. This is the petition. Well, and you, you kind of touched on it a little bit yeah. with the the fast food worker, and I do this with my confirmation students, and it's really fun. We we say think about your meal that you had, mm-hmm. your lunch, and then. You know, I have one kid tell me what they had, and yeah. and then we walk through all of the different employees of all the stores, and yeah. all the way back to the farmer, and you could just see it. The kids, their minds are blowing. Like, whoa! Yeah, you seriously, know, how many people were did God use over the course of a lot of time to to bring my plate of food in front of me? And well, it's, yeah, it's it's a great app. Great, and uh, if you ate fast food, the genius of the chemical scientists—not <laughs> <laughs> necessarily the farmer, the, right? <laughs> yeah. But, I always have this picture of like when we pray for fast food. It's I have like this that. picture of God going up there. You know, when you're like, "Oh God, please bless this food." Yeah. Well, you're not giving me a lot to work with. You know? It's <laughs> so, like you know? the, the Tim Hawkins. <laughs> so much better. I've, yeah, I've given you all the, of the this. The Tim Hawkins but you're prayer, eat that? food yeah. prayer. Yeah. 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 Uh, or or the new one, the. Uh, the John Christ mm. one praying over, you know, what do you pray for? What do you That's know? That's fantastic. If, it, if you yeah. need dressing, doesn't need a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we did that same thing yeah. when we went through this lesson mm-hmm. in Sunday school. At, oh, at, with, when Sunday you were teaching this at, at your yeah, church originally? Built mm-hmm. into the system. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I literally just did a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And so let's brainstorm right now what it <laughs> takes to get a loaf of bread on uh to your table yeah and it took <laughs> took the better part of one lesson i had to cut us off yeah, because we right. needed to get arrive at a destination for the teaching but in a half an hour we stopped at 53 layers hmm. wow of vocation just for that just loaf for of bread a single loaf of bread and we were getting to you know we got back to the farmer pretty easily mm-hmm. but then you have the the people who make the machinery to harvest right. and and, and you, tend to the fields I, I don't know why but i was thinking of the packaging yeah you right. have the package <laughs> manufacturer the, you have the, the plastic drivers, drivers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know it's it, it's all of that mm-hmm. and and pretty soon you start to see god's order and design and creation and i think you know, the fourth petition really works for us to take a step back and appreciate creation. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this comes up repeatedly for a reason is we as Christians tend to underappreciate the material nature mm-hmm. to our faith. Mm. Yep. Reminds me of the age old sage Cheryl Crow. Oh boy. No. When, when she says, <laughs> it's not getting what you want, it's wanting what you have. Yeah. Yeah. It's. That I mean, is Cheryl Crow. That is Cheryl Crow. I can confirm. <laughs> that is. Soak up the sun. You can check it out. Uh, but, you know, it's God is providing. We're not know, Gnostic. We're not Gnostic. Yeah. We're not. Physical bad. We're not shunning. Good. We're not ascetics on the one hand, shunning the necessities to be super spiritual. And we're not hedonists on mm-hmm. the other end of the spectrum saying, you know, let us eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. It doesn't matter. 
oh, it's this is an integral part of who we are as Christians is the God that God is providing for us in the here and now mm-hmm. with what we need. I think it comes down to humility and worship, doesn't it? You know, that as we acknowledge that it may be 53 layers to get that bread on your table, well, and we start to really, yeah, I, I know that, I know that. <laughs> but in, in everything we have, the car that we drove, you know, yeah. all of the parts, wow. think of all of the people involved in getting all the parts of that particular car, mm-hmm. uh, the blessing that we have and some of the mechanisms we have today where they didn't have those hundreds of years ago, a riding mm-hmm. lawnmower, a, a self-propelled lawnmower, right. whatever it is, a snowblower. I mean, even the fact that the shovel, that we even have a shovel, you know, you, you all of those things that we take for granted on a regular and daily basis, it it's just really good, especially in, in praying through the Lord's Prayer, because we do pray it very often, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get in the habit of just saying the words. Mm-hmm. But if we can kind of pay attention to these petitions, and we can remind ourselves of the incredible abundance of what God has truly blessed us mm-hmm. with, yeah, that humility right. and that worship just kind of flows yeah. out of a gratitude. And I think that's a beautiful thing, yeah. if we can just really try to pay attention to what it is we are praying for mm-hmm. in when we pray the Lord's Amen. Prayer. It's a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah, I I think a really great area for us to consider all how that plays out is is medicine, modern medicine. Mm, yeah, and in I I know fundamentalist Christians and maybe run of the mill everyday ordinary Christians that almost feel guilty about using modern medicine for healing when we mm-hmm. should just be praying, but it's a denial that. Our daily bread means that God is healing through modern medicine. We should be praising God for doctors and nurses and, you know, the specialists that we have. And and something I'm remembering, this goes all the way back to seminary. And I think you two were in the class, Pastor Holmes, (laughs) teaching us that the skill of the workers when they're putting the tabernacle. Hokma. Yeah. yeah is right. the same word for wisdom. Yeah, exactly. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, and, yeah. I remember. And, yeah. And I remember so the, exact, that, the exact class yeah. you're talking about. That was, a, that was a good one. Memorable. That's daily bread right there. Mm-hmm. And praying, you know, I make sure now in, in a surgery situation or in a, in a medical emergency when I'm serving as a pastor for members of my congregation or for friends is to thank God for the skill and the wisdom. wisdom. I do the same thing. Yeah, of the good. doctors and nurses who are doing the caring because that's part of our daily bread. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. You know, the the vaccines and not to open a yeah, can of worms there or the the Part the of the list here, good government, good weather, peace, health. Health. Discipline. Exactly. Yeah, right. It's, you know, we it's should not feel guilty about going to the doctor for a checkup or or getting surgery or cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. We, we should be praising God that he created an ordered world that we can study and that he can guide the development of these technologies so that mm-hmm. we don't have life expectancies of 45 anymore. Yeah. That we're closer to 80 now than we've ever been. Yep. Excellent. Well, maybe we should wrap it up and pick up on our next episode on as we continue on this topic. Luke chapter 9, right after the Lord's Prayer, uh, beginning in verse 9, Jesus is speaking. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened for you. For if anyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then you who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Amen. Thank you for joining us. 
Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week when Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. God bless you and have a great week.